Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to 100 Yards of Football. Today's video is our 2024 NFL Draft prospect, wide receiver Brian Thomas out of Louisiana State University. If you like the video today, please come in and share it. I'd like to give special thanks to my very talented producer, Mr. Logan Landers, for making it happen today. And I'm your host, Vincent Turner, and joining me today to break down this outstanding talent from the Louisiana State University is my man. I consider him the best is doing it right now. Out there in the 2024 NFL draft, when you're talking about evaluation, when you're talking about breaking down these players at a high level, this gentleman on the screen right there is doing the best and nobody out there. I mean, ESPN, Sports South, Sports Illustrated. I don't care if you're a writer for the Detroit Lions. My man, Daniel Kelly, is the best in the business. He puts a lot of work in, like 17 hours a day. And he has one of the hottest websites out there, firstroundmark.com. Please check him out. Over 750,000 followers. The gentleman, when it's all said and done within a year's time, he's going to be the king of this 2024 NFL draft and giving all the great evaluations of all the great players. So I'm going to bring him up live. The very talented out of Minneapolis, Minnesota, by way of Key West, Florida, the Phil Collins of the 2024 NFL Draft, Mr. Daniel Kelly. How you doing today, sir? Hey, I'm doing well, Mr. Turner. Thank you so much for the kind words. I feel like breaking in the song. I've done karaoke before, like I mentioned to you guys offline. I feel like singing some Phil Collins, the NFL Draft. I can feel coming in the air tonight, but I won't <laughs> sing it right now first. Instead, I'll do the evaluation and spare us all. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you see him right there, uh, Brian Thomas Jr. on your screen, 6'4", 205 pounds. And again, it's very important. I'm going to keep beating on this drum and beating on this drum and beating on this drum everything that i do okay everything that i do is predicated and based on game film and, and i not only list the games that i've watched and evaluate on, on brian thomas jr but i also provide the links so you can go on my site as mr turner mentioned kindly firstrawmock.com pull up brian thomas jr you go right down to the links and all the game film I'm talking about is right there for you to watch. We're the first NFL draft website in America to bring this to the NFL draft community where you can click on the links and you can watch the game film for yourself, not only for accountability purposes, which is extremely important that I feel because we're talking about young men's futures here. We've got to have a proper valuation uh, that we've got to calibrate the expectations properly, but also a great fan experience better than anywhere else on the site and on the web, because you can watch and see kind of what, what these guys are doing on film and, and put on the NFL glasses with me and see how they project best with that said, boom, Okay, we got we got four games watched in 2022 and Brian Thomas Jr. In 2023, I evaluated him against Alabama, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Arkansas, FSU, Missouri, uh, in Florida and Army. And, and, and Thomas is a guy. 
Okay. I'm just going to say this right off the bat for the record. He's a guy that has really grown on me. Okay. Throughout this evaluation process leading up to the 2024 NFL draft, I had a fifth round grade on him preseason off 2022 uh, game film and elevated him up to a third round grade, uh, but a gamble, a gamble. Okay. Not a lock. A gamble. If I'm a GM on my board, it's a gamble pick. It's a boomer bust pick. Okay, but but I'm I'm just you know it's not just my grade that that's elevated, but also his production. Okay, because in 21 and 22, okay, we saw him with a combined seven touchdown receptions. Okay, but in 2023, boom, breakout year, 17 touchdowns for Brian Thomas Jr. Okay, yeah, he broke up. Now he's really breaking out in terms of the NFL draft community right now, a great resource. If you haven't checked it out, I, I, I don't endorse it for any pay or anything like that, but I do use it a lot. And it's NFLMockDraftDatabase.com. It kind of pools all the different you know platforms together and shows what the draft community is kind of feeling about, guys. And he's gone up 40 as of today before I came on the show. Um, my production crew, which is you know me scribbling some stuff on, on some paper here, uh, wrote down 49.6% of NFL draft uh, platforms have a first round grade on Brian Thomas Jr. Um, you know, I just, oh, oh, I just can't do it though. I can't do it. Um, it may come back to bite me. And I hope, I hope it does. I hope the young man comes back. I hope the production, I hope his career comes back to bite me. But I just can't do it based on what I've seen on the game film. The game film doesn't lie, and I have to stay true to it. What does the game film reveal about Brian Thomas Jr.? Well, all the 2023 game film, uh, it kind of looked and boiled down to this. He looked like a big frame receiver who caught a ton of short passes and got tackled almost immediately. That's what it looked like. Uh, he struggled to create separation um, and create big throwing windows for his quarterback. Uh, he did show good vision, okay, which is important, and good concentration, which I liked uh, catching the ball. However, at sometimes uh, that did lapse, and he dropped some. He shunt or took his eye off the ball too soon, or he misjudged the catch location point being where, where the quarterback expected him uh, to be. I'm not making this stuff up. It's on the game film, okay? Um, then, 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 but something else happened. Uh, Florida and Army, those games happened. Uh, it was like uh, watching him catching deep passes that were sliding off rainbows in those games. Had it not been for those two games, I'd be back, right back at my 2022 fifth-round evaluation I had on him, hence the gamble. Hence the roll of the dice. If I'm looking at a general manager, if I'm working on an NFL staff, and he says, what do you think, Dan? What do you think we're going to do here? I'd be like, you know what? This one's a gamble. This is, like I said, a boomer, a bust pick. Uh, but let's get to the nitty-gritty. Catch rate. That's what it comes down to, right? Most important job of a wide receiver is to catch the ball. 2021, 61%. 2022, 60%. 2023, that jumps and spikes the 76% uh, catch rate. Way to go. Way to go, Brian Thomas Jr. Nice improvement. We want to see that development. We want to see that arrow going up heading into the draft. That's the right trajectory to have, young man. The thing I love about Thomas is he never showed me any laziness on film. The, my biggest pet peeve among prospects, and, and the hardest, I'm the hardest grader in America on this, if a, if a player shows laziness, I automatically dock him. 
that doesn't move the meter. <clears throat> that doesn't win, okay? Laziness doesn't win. And Thomas did not show that. He showed he cares. And one of the critical factors of scouting when I was with the New York Jets working under Hall of Fame coach Bill Parcells, one of the six critical factors of scouting he has was, is football important to him? And the resounding answer with Brian Thomas Jr. is yes. That's why he has an error going up, okay? In our pro scouting department, Scott Pioli, who was a pro scouting director at the time, had a grading system with an arrow going up for ascending, an arrow going sideways for staying the same, or an arrow going down for descending, okay? Right, Cisco Niebuhr, thumbs up, thumbs down, okay? Now, Brian Thomas Jr., like I mentioned, has an arrow going up next to his grade, and I, like I said, I love that pre-draft trajectory. That's the direction you want things to be trending. Let's unpack them uh, furthermore, okay? Uh, let's put them under the microscope and see See what the positives and the negatives are. The positives first one, pack those. He's a big target, folks. Look at him out there on your screen, number 11, right? He's got a lean, muscular frame. He can use that frame effectively to box out corners uh, very well. Long arms, you can see it there on the screen as well. It has a nice natural catch radius. In other words, the circumference of which he can catch passes when they're coming into him through that throwing window. Um, he lines up uh, out wide he can be that number one guy for you out wide and he has what i call formation pre-snap versatility which means he can he can move around he can you know slide into the slot rizzle spot too if you want him to and he did on game film as well strong initial release from the line of scrimmage with that big frame and he can achieve inside route leverage. In other words, positional advantage against a matched-up corner he's going up against. Uh, he can achieve that pretty well uh, with that frame and that aggressive demeanor. Um, he excels versus zone. This guy, can he can find the soft spots in his zone coverage. And this is the way I talk if I'm in an NFL war room. Uh, like I said, aggressive nature. love the aggressive ones. Um, he's, 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 he's physical um, it, it, you know, when it comes to blocking as well, which is a big one. Uh, I like receivers who get in the blocking and don't take the plays off but actually earn their paychecks. Brian Thomas Jr. does take blocking seriously on game film. The negatives, uh, right? Uh, long strider. Now, these are important, okay, because we're looking for traits that translate to success in the National Football League. Long strider, one-gear runner. And we don't want to hear that. We like receivers in the first round that have that coveted burst of speed and the guys who can burst coming in and out of their routes. That's not Brian Thomas Jr. Brian Thomas Jr. has long striding, one gear, methodical speed on game film. A guy who struggled to create separation in man coverage on the outsides when pressed against the uh, sidelines. And we don't like to hear that either. Okay. We don't want to hear about receivers who struggle to create separation. Um, average change of direction. And we don't want to hear that either. Okay. Average change of direction. Uh, we want to see receivers who have crisp, clean, quick, sudden change of direction. That wasn't Brian Thomas Jr. Um, and the thing that really was an, an indictment, the thing that I really noticed is that even his own offense at LSU, okay, this is not me or somebody else or another sports writer, his own offense at LSU mostly viewed him in these games on unfootage. You can watch the tape at firstroundmock.com as a short yardage target. He was judged as that by his own offense. In conclusion, third round, maybe second if you're in love with him and want to send a Valentine's Day card. I'm just afraid, as a talent evaluator, I'm afraid of a receiver who's showing me one gear speed, 
Average change of direction, who struggles to create separation versus man, and, and, and his own offense, again, viewed him as a short-range threat a lot of the time. Of course, he had another receiver there, Malik Neighbors, but again, it, I, I, as much as I try to talk myself off Brian Thomas Jr., I really do like him. Your thoughts, Mr. Turner, on Brian Thomas Jr., LSU. I'm going to tell you something about Mr. Thomas that I love, Mr. Brian Thomas Jr. He was a tremendous athlete in high school. And the thing I look at it is that he could have went to several schools and played basketball. He was a four-star recruit. And what sticks out in me, in my opinion, is that he had three 1,000-point seasons as a basketball player. So he could have went to any major school, but he's elected football, went down to LSU. I would say this about him. As far as his size, speed, ratio, it's off the charts to me. Coaching will be real important for him at the next level. If he goes to an organization that can coach him real well, then you're going to see something that you haven't seen the last year and a half at LSU. The production, 127 receptions, over 1,897 yards, 15 yards a catch, 24 touchdowns. I'll go back to last year. He was off the radar, but if you go back to that Florida State game, the opening game of the year with LSU, at the end of the game, I just kept seeing him get deep on some very good people in the Florida State secondary. We know how Florida State season ended up. I believe he had like an 80-yard touchdown in that game. Then I started following him throughout the season. Every time I look up now, he's scoring touchdowns on a long, long passes from Jaden Daniels. Then I start thinking about him in the turns. I say, you know what? I know they got a great talent on the other side of Malik Neighbors, but I start thinking about the LSU receiver tradition. Andy Hamilton, Carlos Carson, Eric Martin, Orlando McDaniel, Todd Kitchen, Eddie Kinnison, Ger- Gerald Myers, Josh Reed, Debbie Henderson, Michael Clayton, Craig Buster Davis, Dwayne Bowe. Early do set, and I don't have to say no more. Who's right now at the top of the league right now? The two best, I say, probably out of the top three, Justin Jefferson, who's asking for a lot of money with the Minnesota Vikings, and I call him Blue Hands, Mr. Jamar Chase. So I said, you know what? This gentleman has did everything all those great receivers have done. Then I look at the skill set. Every time I look up. He's getting deep on somebody in the toughest conference in all football. I think this year he had 17 touchdowns in the SEC. In the SEC, I go back to the Alabama game. You see it right there, he caught a touchdown. And think about Alabama got two corners that's going to be first-round picks, Mr. Arnold and Mr. McKenzie. So he's playing against the best, and to me he's improved each year he's been at LSU. And I like that size, 6'4", 200. And I like that ability of him being a basketball player. It puts me in the mind of watching them great Houston Cougar teams that had the best team in the 80s. Um, Five, Slammer, Jammer, Drexler, Michael Young, Akeem Olajuwon, how they played above the rim. See, I looked at Mr. Thomas last year playing above the rim in the SEC. And then I think about the comparisons. I was at Arkansas when they had a 6'6 guy that went on and played with the San Diego Chargers by the name of Bobby Duckworth. Then think about the Pittsburgh Steelers a couple years ago. The gentleman really didn't, I want to say, fit in Pittsburgh 
what their organization is about. But he had some good seasons with him. Materials Brad out of Clemson, who's a big guy that can run. Then think about Hartley Lee Dykes, this out of the state of Texas, that went to New England Patriots. Then think about that smooth guy, smooth operator James Lofton, that was at Stanford. Then think about Mike Quick at North Carolina State, like Mr. Thomas, long, lean, and can get deep on you. Then think about the young man that played with the Houston Oilers. He, his game reminds me most of all the gentlemen I just mentioned. His name, Haywood Jeffries, who's about 6'3", six, 6'4", six, can really go get it. Like you said, Mr. Daniel Kelly, he's got a lot of, I want to say, maybe not good points to his game. But when you look at how the NFL is now, how they're throwing the ball deep, this young man proved last year with his 17 touchdowns. I think he had almost close to 1,600 yards receiving. He proved that he can improve each week, night in and night out, in the toughest league in all of college football, the SEC. And coaching will be important for him. But if he gets into a system like they said, it's Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. Turn out the lights. The party is over. Back to you, Mr. Kelly, as we wrap up on Mr. Brian Thomas out of LSU. Absolutely, Mr. Turner. A lot of great points you make there. And um, let's look closely at our screen there. Isn't that isn't that number one in Alabama? He's beating for that touchdown, uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry. I think that's uh, that's who that is there. I believe that, to your point. And you're right. It's going to come down the fit. I mean, that's what it always comes down to. It's very important to these players. Uh, it's very important, of course, to organizations that they bring in the talent that fits them. And it's also equally important to the prospects that end up in the right type of situation. You mentioned all the great LSU receivers throughout the years. Um, you know, Justin Jefferson, my ears kind of perked up when you mentioned him. Uh, that's my son, Isaiah's uh, favorite receiver in the NFL. So I always keep a real close eye on the LSU guys down there, everything. But yeah, it, it's 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 going to be very, very interesting to see where Brian Thomas Jr. ends up because the right coaching, the right situation, I think is going to be critically important. And also another thing that's critically important, you know, people hear, ah, third grade, why are you down on the kid? Why are you trying to tear him down? It's not about trying to tear the kids down. It's not trying to do that. Okay. When I talk about a third round grade, third round where I come from is still pretty good back, you know, back when I grew up, I mean, you're talking first, second, third round town. That's pretty good. Okay. Not everybody can go in the first round. This comes down to a proper valuation as it does for all the prospects, because it's very important because where these guys go will be equal to the expectations that they're going to have, you know, they're going to be built around them as they get into a situation. Third round takes some of the pressure off him, allows him to come in, develop a little bit more, work with an experienced maybe receivers coach, and you let this guy kind of develop and come along. You talked about Mr. Turner, and he is showing that upward arrow going up trajectory. When you look at him on game film, this is a guy, if he's rushed too fast, you know, it's kind of like a, a fine wine. If he's rushed too fasting you know but but if he's given that time and he can develop and kind of ease his way and you know into a lineup and go from there an nfl team may very well have something in brian thomas jr i'd like to give special thanks to our producer today who's made it happen at a high level mr logan landers for all his talent i'd like to give our listening audience and viewing audience out there for all the support you've given us over the last month or so here at 100 yards of football I'd like to give special thanks to the gentleman 
that I'm very proud to be working with the most talented guy, as I just mentioned earlier on, covering the 2024 NFL draft, a guy who's been a former scout under the two great legends in this game, Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick, Mr. Daniel Kelly, coming to us live out of Key West, Florida. My final words about Brian Thomas Jr., all I saw last year, hey, it's just like today. I talked to my cousin out of Naples, Florida, Mr. Edward Parson, producing. All he did last year in the SEC was produce 17 touchdowns. And every time I looked up, he was running away. So my final words about Brian Thomas, five, slammer, jammer on the football field. Clyde Drexler, Michael Yarn, Larry Misha, Akeem Olajuwon, and Benny Anders. Y'all be blessed, too. Owned 100 yards of football. Be blessed. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.